What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. You might have heard something a little bit different there in the intro. The song is the same, but you're not hearing the words at the beginning. It's a little old school if you're a longtime listener. We just went with the turntables and the beats up front, and then we layered in a little update. Well, I have been reminded by many of you out there that Man, you say something about sports card investment advice in that intro. That doesn't really jive with your show. And I said, you know what? I've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. So we're ripping it out because you're right. The show is not about sports card investment advice. It really never has been. It's always been about my journey in the hobby and needed to make some changes and shake things up a little bit. So I am going back to the talent, coming up with some things that we can talk about that better represent the brand and the show of Stacking Slabs podcast. And we'll get back to that at some point in a later date. But for now, you're just hearing the beats and I hope that's okay with you. There is a lot on my mind and a lot to talk about this week and we are going to get into it. But before we get into it, I'm sitting here on Sunday before week two officially kicks off. Well, I guess it kicked off on Thursday night with that game that had everybody and their mama glued to the TV, Mahomes versus Herbert, Mahomes prevails. What do you know? Uh, I just, I, I, what did you think about the Amazon experience? I'd be curious. Um, did you like it? Did you hate it? Um, it seemed like there was a lot of polarizing takes across social media. Some people loved it. Some people didn't like it. Um, I know some people struggled, had some technical difficulties. Other people didn't. So it would, I would be interested to see if you liked it. I kind of sit on the fence of I thought it was new. I thought it was fresh. The one thing that I think I took into consideration as I was watching the program was um, Kirk Herbstreit. So I think he is an amazing analyst, amazing, provides amazing commentary on college football, trusted voice. And I, I, you know, I associate him obviously like many of you do with the college football game. Now, I think I struggle a little bit when you're bringing someone in who's spent all this time in college football to immediately be the voice of NFL football. There's a lot of differences, a lot of uh, different dynamics. And so I I thought he did a nice job. But I think for me, and especially in that position, like a commentary position, it takes trust and it takes a little while. And I think he's obviously a consummate professional who puts in the work. But I think that was the one thing that I noticed out of the gates was just me. And it could have been just a me thing. I think I liked the um, fresh voices. Tony Gonzalez, uh, Richard Seymour. I'm missing someone and you're all saying it out there right now. Um, But I I like that. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. How could I forget Fitzmagic? I mean, put him everywhere. I think honesty, authenticity is a thing inside of football commentary, inside the hobby that we just need to be more focused on because the people who are authentic and the people who are real are the people who are able to connect. And so obviously Fitz, uh, Fitz magic is one of those. So I liked it. I thought it was a good game. Obviously you don't want to see a hobby heartthrob, Justin Herbert go down with some rib cartilage. Just got an update on my phone right before I hit record um, that it sounds like it's not serious, which is good. I know all you Herbert investors out there are probably doing backflips. Um, which is which is fine and well. But man, football season, it is alive. It is well. Have you lost all your money yet gambling away on week one? Or do you, did you get some money week two? Or are you still down in the hole? Did you hit your 17-team parlay? Did you get the player props? 
Did your guy score two touchdowns? Are you betting on the first touchdown? Did your guy get 400 passing yards? I think this is what makes this all fun. And gambling is an option and an opportunity for many of us. And as long as you're doing it in moderation and as long as you're willing to view it as a source of entertainment and it doesn't get away from you, go gamble away. It is a connection. We got the fantasy football going on. We got sports cards. It is all wrapped up into one. So I'll say this. I'm fired up. I am just happy to be here, happy to be football season. And we've got the NBA right around the corner. And I know I've been having a lot of conversations with many of you. This is the time, man. It, I, was, I was saying this, and I put it out on my story as I hit record on this. It says, Saturday night, I you know finally saw my Notre Dame Fighting Irish get the, get the dub. That was nice. Shout out Drew Pine. Get a little uh, Tommy Reese ass ripping and go out there and win a football game. That's what we do. Um, so it was nice to see Notre Dame um, get the dub. Um, I know there's a lot of Notre Dame haters out there, and we'll, we'll, take, we'll take the tomatoes to the face right now. But a win is a win, and when you win a game, man, it feels good. And so as I was watching that game um, in the Saturday evening, I, I turned to my wife and I said, man, this just feels this just feels like Christmas Eve for a football fanatic. Knowing that you got the college football tune-up, warm-up, excitement, and then just every Sunday you wake up and it's like, look at this slate of games. You get your wings ready, your nachos ready, your beverage, your choice, all of the things. You get your red zone dialed up, your team's playing, you throw on your jersey. It is an event. And the NFL has put together a day of the week centered around happiness. And then maybe you get a little disappointment when your guy doesn't score a touchdown, your your players uh, didn't perform well, your team loses. But it's that moment right now where I'm sitting here before I hit record that there's just a lot of excitement and optimism. And damn it, I love the NFL football. Um, I'm excited for the NBA to come back. I love sports. I love being a fan. I love not thinking everything I do is tied up in some monetary outcome and result. I love just playing it, letting it ride, and just letting the passion take over. And there was so much freaking passion in the hobby this week. I got to tell you, I was blown away. Took a couple steps back and said, man, we're in a really good spot here in the hobby. And I'm going to get into those details, but let's just dive freaking right in. So feeling really good about the health of the collecting community. I think there's been so much awesome commentary on going to shows, small shows, regional shows, um, people talking about deals that they make, meeting people that they're connecting with on Instagram and in person. I'm having real conversations with real collectors who have an agenda and the agenda isn't about let me buy card and let me hope that card 2Xs and 3Xs in the next couple months because I'm investing in the next trendy prospect. That's not what it is. It's about finding cards that help build sets and collecting projects and creating continuity, starting new player PCs. And it is so damn motivating and so damn exciting. And I love it. It's about players that aren't in the mainstream. It's about players that people care about. It's about a connection. It's about nostalgia. And I see this commentary on shows meeting people in real life, conversations that I'm having, and it rules. It's understanding people's projects and what they're building. What is the intent? What is the intention for these new projects and for these collections that you're building right now? 
and understanding the intention of those individuals. And if they're doing it right, they will share that passion through their stories, through their Instagram posts, on podcasts, on YouTube, all those things. You'll see it. It shines through and it goes back to authenticity. It is so easy to see the fake stuff and the real stuff when I'm out there scrolling. And I am attracted to the real stuff and the fake stuff. The people who are, who are inauthentic, who are buying for profit, they're the loudest voices in the room. And I think at times it's a distraction and people get pissed off and we get in all these fights about he's doing this and I'm over here doing this and this is a bunch of crap and it's wasting my time. And I think it's the more we can take a step back and just shrink the hobby see and connect with people who share in the same passion, who have intentions similar to ours, the more fun we're going to have. Ignore the mainstream. Turn off the conversation. Don't listen to it. That's when stuff gets sideways. And I think the focus should always be on the community and on the cards. Okay? We undeniably, we've said it until we're blue in the face. Other people have said it. Actually, I was just listening to the crossover this morning on my run, and they brought it up. It, you never buy a card hoping that it, you, it loses value, okay? You, we never do this. We always hope it goes up, but there's, it, there's a big difference in buying a card because we have a connection and we are, it's part of a collection that we're curating for ourselves than buying a card that we want to flip back to the market because we're trying to time it and we are the investment gurus, okay? So that's something that I'm observing, something I'm noticing, and the jolt of energy shot through my phone right into my body and shook me this past week. And it, it came around something I threw out there to the community in a response I get. We all have lanes and for which we collect in. Okay, so I think maybe we'll just take an example of just being at a show. When we go to shows and we look at different showcases, you it's the showcases that I stop at and have conversations with people about are typically the showcases where I can see that it's a individual who has curated a collection and you start having conversations about the pieces and the players and then you understand on the other side of the table um, the passion and why and uh, why they have these cards and why are they looking to sell them and what they're looking to do. Um, so that's, the, that's kind of the, those are the showcases and tables that I'm attracted to. The other ones are the ones that you just every other showcase looks like, right? It's the same hot, trendy uh, prospects and the same trendy stuff. And it's just people doing what everyone else is doing and trying to make a buck. And so while we all have lanes collect in, I think it's always important. And I say this again, and I think it is important when you're communicating something that you find valuable that you keep saying it, right? You, you have to keep saying things over and over and over and over again for them to break through and to resonate. We are all trying to build resonance in our sharing of what we believe in in the hobby and why we're here. When we share our cards and we share our beliefs, we're trying to build resonance with other people. We want to connect on a level. And I am not trying to, and that's why this show is your hobby content alternative. I'm not trying to resonate with everybody. That's not what my game plan is. My game plan is to resonate with true, passionate collectors who are in a similar position in life and who are also doing this because we got a little bit of time on our hands and that time on our hands, we don't want it to be stressful. We want to have fucking fun and we want to go build collections that when we are 
in the middle of a busy day, we can go look at it and it puts a smile on our face. That's where I'm at. So I think it's important, back to saying the same thing over and over, it's important for us to have a North Star so we don't go buy things aimlessly. I've been there. You've been there. We've all been there. We've all been in that position where we're buying cards aimlessly and then you know, we're stuck and we've got all these cards and we're saying, okay, now it's time to sell these things. And you sell them and you you likely don't get what you bought for them. And then you're just in this position of, man, do I really want to be here in the hobby? I think when you have a North Star, it gives you intention, it gives you purpose, and it gives you a reason to go out and explore and find the cards that you can, you can go buy to build connections with other people. I have a North Star and it's Colts quarterbacks. I like Colts quarterbacks, past and present, and shiny stuff. And I think that's always, that's been my North Star. It's taken me a moment to figure it out. And that's what matters most about the hobby. I spend my hard-earned money to go to the football games and be a season ticket holder. I'm sitting here talking to you right now with a Jonathan Taylor jersey when it's an away game and I'm inside my house. I have my hat on. I'm freaking excited. When my daughter, who's in the ne- door next door to me, taking her morning nap, when she wakes up, I'm going to put on her Shaq Leonard jersey. My wife's going to put on a Ryan Kelly jersey. And we're a Colts household. It is our fucking squad, and we're about it. So why wouldn't I go then translate that passion that I have if I deliver that to my collection? We should all be in this position where we're, whether it's your favorite football team, basketball team, player, we should all focus on that. I think. You gain inspiration over time by meeting other people and being a part of those conversations and admiring other people's collection. I had minimal appreciation, and it was more just it wasn't the lane I focused on, for patches when before I started to educate myself on why are people so fired up about patches? What, what products are great that pa- have patches? What's the history between game-worn patches? What's this game player-worn stuff? What's this unworn stuff. And so I had minimal appreciation for it until I started to get in the rabbit hole. And I'm not going to go into a rabbit hole here about the unworn. That's already been done. Other people are doing it. I want to go down on a rabbit hole about how fucking awesome game worn is and a big reason for why I had the jolt of inspiration this past week. I think the intention of Stacking Slabs podcast, my social platform, is to do three things. Connect with listeners on the show and meet new people share my cards, share mail days, and elevate the position and role of the collector in this hobby. I don't take this lightly. Every time I open up my Instagram app, those are my intention. If something is going on to sidetrack me from that, then I get rid of it. And we all have the power to curate our own online experience and social feeds and should take that responsibility, should own that responsibility. If you're feeling down, you're not having fun, like do something about it, okay? easy to do. I'm not naive. And I also understand a portion of the hobby is about the money, right? It's powerful. Money, money, money. Flip culture, there's breaking, there's chasing the same mainstream liquid cards as everyone else. It's the hyping up of these cards and players and products that people collect. There's the power and the power of money is undeniable. And we, it's a week doesn't go by where we see Someone posts something about greed in the hobby and we all, you know, say boo and throw our thumbs down and we bring awareness to greedy people because greed sucks and we're a hobby, we're a community, we got to call out that stuff. I think I had a conversation, hopefully you listened to it, go check out the archives, it was on Friday with Curtis the Collector, 90s kid card collector. And it was a reminder to me and others in the community who use this 
that this damn thing is an escape. And when I buy a card, my intention with that card is to enjoy it. My intention of that card is to put it next to another card because usually it's a reason why I bought the card. It has a connection with something else and I'm building that continuity. So the biggest concern of that purchase isn't tracking the price of my cards every day. Because I, I, quite frankly, like, again, I don't want my cards to go down, but I don't really care about the day-to-day fluctuation. If it's something that I bought for a reason, it's something that I'm probably going to have in my PC for a while. And I think my assurance personally, and I don't know if anyone else out there is feeling it, is whether it goes up or down, it's not going to zero. And I think about past spending and the treatment of my disposable income. And a lot of my activities in a previous life would, I buy something. And it would be for a moment of instant gratification and then it would be gone. So looking over at my case of cards, I know that whatever happens day to day and the fluctuation of that, this is a a case of cards that I deeply love and the value of these cards aren't going to go down to zero. Comparing that to past habits is a very powerful thing. And I think we should all be thinking about that. I think getting into the collecting groove is getting to a place where it feels like you're continually trying to build. I've said build so many damn times in this episode already because that's what we should be doing. We should be building, not being influenced by other people, not trying to time the market, curating a collection for you. And if you want to, there's people like me who want to see it. So why don't you share it with others? I think there was a ton of passion. There was a ton of sharing this past week. And I started, I've been doing this because one of the positions I have on the Stacking Slabs podcast and a value of the show is to elevate the collect, always and forever. No one pays me to do this show, okay? I don't have sponsors right now. I don't. It's not my MO right now. My role, I've told, like, I love this shit. This is the, my hobby from the hobby. And one of my values that I, I turn to is to, to elevate the collector. I hope you feel that on Fridays when those new episodes come out. I hope if you're following me at Stacking Slabs on Instagram, you see that and you feel that by how I share other people's content. And so this past week, decided I put one out there about a month ago about Superfractor. This time I was like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to explore Game Worn. There's a lot of people that I, I'm buddies with who are Game Worn aficionados. I need, to, I need to just, the best part for me to learn is to get engagement from other people who have been there, done that. And so I took to Instagram and said, hey, Thursday, it was game day. Let's see those game-born patches. And to say I was blown away is an understatement. If you're out there and you follow me or you're on Instagram, you probably recognize. And my story was just an absurd amount of just absolute banger pieces shared by collectors in the community who just had these cards stashed away and they were part of their PC. But you know what? I sent out the bat signal and I said, hey, Let's see these things. And (laughs) you, the collectors of this community, have absolutely no problem sharing your cards when someone prompts you. There was 80 posts with 230 game-worn patches that if you follow me, you got a chance to see. And it was an absolute freak show of stuff. I'm talking about shields, multicolor, chunky, just stuff you never see before. And it was so damn cool. It excited me. It motivated me. And it also just showed so much passion in this community and validated a big reason when I'm not working, when I'm not spending time with my family, when I'm 
not busy with other priorities, that small sliver of time that I have that I'm spending in the hobby, it gave me validation that, you know what, there are a lot of other people who are here with the same purpose. I think the punchline of this is there are a ton of people with passion. The more that we can elevate each other in our collections, the less distraction it's going to be for everyone. Talk about controversy. Talk about spinning it up a little bit. I got my man, Josh Cardboard Chronicles, back on the program. We are going to talk about his Todd Gurley collection. This guy runs 100 miles an hour when he starts a new PC. And my goodness, I want to talk about the cards he's acquired in such a short time and maybe some jabs out there that are going on from the investment crowd about not quite understanding why someone would be buying a Todd Gurley card in 2022. I decided this guy's collecting these cards. I want to hear about it. So let's bring my buddy back on the podcast to talk about it. So Josh is coming on Friday. I think there's different nation states. We all have different interests. I think it's an interesting, last week was an interesting week in the hobby. And so why don't we talk a little bit about it? I want to point you all to a link that's in my show notes every week. Um, It is the newsletter, the weekly rip. There has not been a weekly rip in probably over a year. I'm working on something right now and I'm in the process of ideating and putting those ideas into a framework. And then this framework is going to lead to a potential opportunity for anybody who listens to this show and who subscribes to that newsletter. But that newsletter will likely be a vehicle to help communicate what this is, hoping over the next few weeks that more of this will become clear and I won't be talking in puzzles. I won't be such an enigma here, but it's half-baked in my brain right now and I really don't have anything quite to share, but I do, I will share, go to that link in the show notes and subscribe to the Substack because if you're interested in learning more, there'll be more information that is published through that product. It's free. Just go subscribe. Many of you are already subscribed. Um, When I was doing the weekly rip, I had a little more time on my hand pre having an almost one-year-old, but I'm going to use that at some point in the near future to do something that I deeply believe in and an opportunity that I see in the hobby. So stay tuned for more. I think rounding this out went heavy at first. So we're going to kind of round the corner here. I just want to talk about just like conversations. Like it is completely acceptable to have different and varying opinions in this hobby. And I think people say something and people get so defensive and people come with pitchforks. And I think it's really healthy to instead of before you attack someone for something they're doing, either personally or with what you see them doing on Instagram or Twitter or whatever channel, better to have a conversation, have a healthy discord. It's a really good thing. I think slandering other people for what they collect is childish. I think it shows a little bit of, it just shows a little bit of weakness. It shows a lack of confidence in individuals. Seeing that a lot throughout the community recently, I think not everyone has the same opinion as you. And if you can't be okay with that, then you need to you need to kind of maybe grow up a little bit. Hey, we're in cards; like we shouldn't be bickering back and forth. We should be enjoying what we're doing. I've got a big PSA return coming back. Fired up about that. Grades hit. I love getting those cards back. It's just a highlight always. To remind you, forget about the cards for a minute, right? And I will just I'm shout out PSA. Turnaround times have been. Awesome. And I, I'm not the only one. I've gotten so many messages from people who've been commenting on the same thing. So 
not here to uh, kind of kiss ass, but just provide some commentary. I, I will say, and this is undeniable, irrefutable. If you don't think PSA has been in a better place since Nat Turner's taken over, then you're you're not seeing the same thing as probably a majority of other people, or you're not experiencing yourself. I just want to kind of give some flowers to him and what they've done over there. I think it's just been awesome. It's been a transformation. Um, you're seeing the $22 card grading cards back. Um, we'll see what that does. I think so much of the, whether you like it or not, so much about the health of the hobby relies on grading and getting those cards back and putting those cards in the ecosystem. And we're all in different areas when we think about grading. Some grade and we're keeping, we're some myself, typically when I'm grading my cards, 90% of them are going in my PC and then the 10% I'm trying to sell to cover the cost of the grading. That's how I operate. But just want to shout out what's happening at PSA. It's been transformational, especially where we have been. We all have escapes. We, many people watch movies, video games, people watch sports. If you're listening to this show, you're trying to get away from your nine to five, your busy family life, all the other responsibilities, you're trying to escape a little bit when you're enjoying sports cards. It's awesome. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And it's awesome that we have the opportunity to be a part of such a strong hobby and share and display our passion. And we have channels to do that. I think we just don't take that for granted. And don't take that time that you're spending in the hobby for granted either. I think the more we can appreciate not only that time, but the other people, the more enjoyable of an experience that we'll have. Josh, Cardboard Chronicles, talking about starting a new player PC that might not be mainstream on Friday. You take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Always more stacking slabs on the other side. Peace out, everybody. Peace out.